Они курят хэш Я бы тоже покурил, но у меня нету кэш Ладно, похуй Пойду отложу личинку И передерну на какую-нибудь картинку В журнале издателя Ларри Флента Я свою пластинку Hello comrades and welcome to season 1, episode 8 of Spectre Today we'll be looking at the case of Alexander and Mikhail Kanonovich who've been arrested under false pretenses by the reactionary Ukrainian government. In this episode, we'll explore the case of the Kanonovich brothers and the history of repression against socialists, communists and trade unionists within Ukraine. On the 7th of March, the World Federation of Democratic Youth had alerted the world to the arrest of the first secretary of the Ukrainian Commonwealth, Mikhail Kanonovich. His brother, Alexander, was also arrested. Both of these brothers have been accused of spying for the Russian and Belarusian intelligence services. This outrage is only the latest in a history of brutal repressions which have been manifested against communists by the reactionary Ukrainian government. And these attacks represent an affront to the democratic norms and only distance the possibility of a true democratic resolution to the Russia and Ukraine conflict. Mikhail Kanonovich is the proud secretary of the Komsomol Ukraine and has always stood against fascism and imperialism even before the Ukraine-Russia conflict. This isn't the first time that Mikhail has faced persecution because of his communist belief. Since 2014, he was forbidden from leaving Ukraine, a ban shortly stated after the 2014 Euromaidan coup. Three weeks after the Euromaidan coup in 2014, Mikhail Kanonovich was working in the party office in Kiev. The party office was stormed by a fascist mob. Armed with machine guns and dressed in balaclavas, they attacked the building and assaulted the comrades inside. Mikhail himself was stabbed, beaten and subsequently kidnapped by these fascist thugs. The same thugs who find themselves in power today in Ukraine. Mikhail recalls his teeth being knocked out with the butt of a gun and he was dragged unconscious from the building under the watchful gaze of the police. After being taken away and beaten for refusing to denounce communism, he then was left for dead in the woods after a further beating. Finally, the fascist scum lined him up in the depths of the forest and put a gun to his head, as if to execute him, and proceeded to shoot three bullets past Kanonovich's head. Thankfully, Mikhail survived this particular ordeal. But this isn't the first time that right-wing violence has made his everyday life near impossible to live. Like many other communists and socialists, he's faced many beatings and had his home broken into. In the past, Mikhail recalls having to flee his home with his family because of this. In an interview with the YCL, the Young Communist League of Britain, he told them his largest worry was not for his own personal safety, but for the safety of his five-year-old daughter. He told the YCL how he refused money which was offered to him by the Ukrainian government to spread lies about the Communist Party and its Komsomol. Mikhail highlighted the importance to fight against the EU and how it promotes racism and imperialism through its many puppet nations within NATO. NATO has been working overtime in Ukraine ever since backing the Zelensky puppet government, subsequently putting fascist thugs in the height of military power. The EU and NATO have never once fought fascism. In fact, the attempt to create and rise fascism from its ugly depth in order to string up profits for arms companies. The EU, NATO and other Western imperialist powers, instead of aiming for peace and de-escalation, they work to create a protracted and costly war in Ukraine, funneling billions worth of arms and military aid into the region. The winners of this war won't be Russia or Ukraine, it'll be the massive arms manufacturers and financial interests who control and dictate the ever-deforming and twisting legislations in Ukraine. These deforming policies have been made clearer and clearer ever since the 2014 Euromaidan coup and can be seen especially with the arrest 
of Alexander and Mikhail Kanonovich. On the 21st of June, the World Federation of Democratic Youth updated us on the Kanonovich brothers' current situation. And in the face of their kidnapping and torture, they are given a choice. They are condemned to choose between having a lawyer that may be chosen by the brothers, but who will face obstruction by the regime in tabling an adequate and appropriate legal defence. Or a state lawyer who will be at the service of the interests of the regime as opposed to the interests of the brothers' rights to defence from these false accusations. With this lack of choice, their human rights will be in complete violation where they are subjugated to further state pressure to plead guilty to baseless accusations. They are accused of forcibly changing or overthrowing the constitutional order or seizing state power. And public calls for violent change or overthrow of the constitutional system or for the seizure of state power, as well as dissemination of materials calling for such actions. These accusations fall under parts 1 and 2 of Article 109 of the Criminal Code of Ukraine, a code so heavily backed by NATO and the other powers influencing Ukraine from within. Alexander Mikhail Kanonovich could face, at the very least, a decade in prison if found guilty, with state authorities attempting to force lifetime sentences in prison purely for their refusal to compromise on their communist and trade union principles. In contrast to the Kanonovich brothers' current situation, we've seen time and time again throughout the conflict in Ukraine, state-approved neo-Nazi and far-right backing. The complete dismantling of democratic practice in Ukraine has led to a rise in the fascist elements, seizing power and utilising puppets like Zelensky to gain a foothold within the state machine of Ukraine. While socialists, communists and trade unionists are imprisoned in Ukraine, fascists are pardoned. They are free to walk the streets, they are free to fight in the war front and they are free to terrorise and dismantle working class communities with a blind eye turned on the atrocities that they are commencing. These atrocities haven't just been ignored by the Ukrainian government, they've been ignored by the Western media throughout the world. Prior to 2014, multiple documentaries and news clips were made about the far-right insurgency within Ukraine, highlighting its disgusting face and the fact that it has been allowed to grow through the puppet governments. State media, even here in Britain, has worked hard to cover up its old documentaries, articles and accounts of the fascist elements of Ukraine. These fascists today are now praised as heroes and see the financial backing through weapons, artillery and armaments. But it's not just the media who've been complicit to the ever-growing rise of fascism in Ukraine. Today, we can see here, especially in Scotland, what state backing has led to in Ukraine. The Scottish government has aligned themselves unapologetically with the US and NATO war machines who continue to influence the anti-communist and anti-socialist government of Ukraine. The Scottish Government, instead of working for peace, has made a £65 million contribution to the UK's £1 billion Ukraine military package, furthering a commitment to its imperialist capital and further arming fascism. This will not result in peace. It will only result in terror, warfare and the suffering of working class communities who are being directly impacted by the ongoing international power play of the US and NATO-backed spheres of influence. It's sickening to see the Scottish government show support and provide military funding to the Ukrainian government, a government formed of Western puppets and fascist paramilitaries. These same puppets and fascists that are now in power Ukraine have been left to grow ever since the Euromain coup of 2014. This coup in itself saw countless socialists and communists murdered by the backing of the US and NATO spheres. These spheres have allowed those who've murdered 48 trade unionists at the House of Trade Unions in Odessa in 2014 
this massacre has came at the hands of those that we now must entrust for the safety of the Kanonovich brothers. And this sickening prospect has awakened many young people around the world. Across the globe, we've seen countless efforts from multiple organisations calling for the safe release of the Kanonovich brothers and an end to persecution against socialists, trade unionists and communists within Ukraine. Countless young communists from across the globe recognise that the Kanonovich brothers are still in a precarious situation and that it's necessary to mobilise internationally against this violation of rights and against the fascist-style repression of the corrupt and pro-Western government of Ukraine. Comrades from Switzerland, Spain, Italy, Britain, Serbia, America, Turkey and Germany have all shouted their demands for the immediate release of the Kanonovich brothers. Comrades from around the world call for the immediate and safe release of Alexander and Mikhail Kanonovich. They also call for a public apology to the Kanonovich brothers and their families for the torment that they have caused them and an end to the political repression of communists in Ukraine. The case of the Kanonovich brothers is a dark one, not only due to their situation, but because of how distant and far away they are. For many young cadres outraged and desperate to act, there are actions that you can take. The Young Communist League in Scotland has launched a petition calling on the very demands made by young communists from around the world. It's vital that comrades sign such a petition and they need to highlight such a disastrous situation for our comrades. It's also vital that young communists within Ukraine know that there are people internationally supporting them, fighting to see an end to their repression. The conditions that led to the rise of fascism and the installation of the puppet government in Ukraine arise truly from the Western imperialist spheres of America and NATO. The dismantling of such powers cannot be done overnight. It is an uphill battle. It's vital that young people across the globe recognise that NATO, a so-called pact of self-defence, is in fact an aggressive nuclear first strike alliance. The powers of NATO do not care about the people of Ukraine and will use them as a sacrificial pawn, shamelessly exploiting their current situation for the sake of profit. The world will be a more dangerous place if the expansion of NATO takes place, and it is taking place under the imperialist hands of the US, Britain and the EU. The youth of Britain and the world must reject NATO militarism and war to demand an end to the conflict in Ukraine. We can't afford for NATO to expand. It has to be dismantled by working people. The dismantling of the NATO machine means that cases such as the Kanonovich brothers can never happen again. It also means that fascism cannot be financed by imperialist powers as a means to further stir class divisions. The Kanonovich brothers know that they have young communists from around the globe fighting for them. Mikhail Kanonovich himself had thanked supporters who have protested in solidarity with him and his brother. It is vital that we keep up this fight and our demand to see our brothers free. It's vital that we highlight the destructive powers of imperialism and indeed capitalism. The trial of the Kanonovich brothers remains shrouded, shrouded under the ghastly figure of the Ukrainian government. The brothers appealed to Western media outlets and members of the European Parliament to attend their trial and witness the disgraceful actions of the Ukrainian government for themselves. However, Western media outlets have been quiet ever since the Communist Party of Ukraine was permanently banned on the 5th of July, with all of its assets, including property and funds, seized by the state. The Communist Party of Ukraine is just one of 14 opposition organisations to be shut down by Ukrainian authorities who have all closed with their assets, property and funds also seized. 
Young communists around the globe will not rest until the Kanonovich brothers are free. Free from imprisonment and from persecution. And the deeper fight against NATO is vital that other young cadres look and analyse the very actions of their own government, assessing the sabre-rattling that is occurring through state officials. Opposing NATO and its expansion is vital for world peace. Young communists should do everything in their power to ensure that their countries do not become running dogs for imperialism. The actions taken against the Kanonovich brothers can easily happen in our home nations. In Britain and in Europe, we're already seeing a rise in fascism. This rise is being facilitated by our very states themselves. We're already seeing repression against socialist and communist organisations across Europe. Here in Britain, we're seeing attacks on trade union organisations and attempts to smear trade union officials. The state security services in our nations throughout Europe will play a complacent role to the very whims of those in power. This has been seen in Britain most recently after the death of the parasitic monarch Elizabeth and with the appointment of a corrupt king. Young socialists, communists and working class people are being arrested here in Britain for calling out the hypocrisy of this so-called democracy. We will see ever-continuing state aggression as a direct result from the expansion of NATO and its proxy war against China. And if a conflict is to occur, then no doubt young socialists and communists will be arrested for making their voices heard on such a conflict. But for now, we extend our efforts to the release of the Kanonovich brothers and others in Ukraine facing such similar persecution. And in an extension of solidarity and a response to the flagrant violation of the rights of the Kanonovich brothers, the World Federation of Democratic Youth is working to guarantee their right to defence, working in all possible ways. Not only do they call for their right to a defence, but they also call for their immediate release. It's vital that young communists also work in guaranteeing the safe release of the Kanonovich brothers. The solidarity of the youth and people worldwide must be redoubled until our comrades are free. We will fight to ensure that the working class people of Ukraine are free not only from the fascist elements which have been allowed to rise, but from imperialism and indeed capitalism. Imperialism not only from Russia, but from NATO, the US, Britain and other EU counterparts. As the case of the Kanonovich brothers rolls on, it's vital that we make our voice heard. A voice that shouts freedom for Alexander and Mikhail Kanonovich. Thanks again, comrades, for tuning in to another episode of Spectre. If you're wondering what you can do to stay informed and indeed act for the safe release of the Kanonovich brothers, then listen closely. In order to keep up to date on the case of the Kanonovich brothers, then follow the World Federation of Democratic Youth. The World Federation of Democratic Youth was the first to alert us all and update us on the case of the Kanonovich brothers. Ensure you're signed up to the petition from the Young Communist League of Britain and Scotland, calling on the Scottish Government to ensure the safe release of the Kanonovich brothers. We can't afford for the image of fascist dogs being relayed as heroes to solidify further here in Britain. Call on your trade union or trade union organisation to publish a public message of solidarity for the Kanonovich brothers, as it is vital that their case and that many others like it are heard around the globe. The Kanonovich brothers have our solidarity, not only during their trial, but indeed their fight against NATO and other imperialist factions. We will not give up on the Kanonovich brothers. No matter how dire the case may look, we will fight until the last breath to ensure their freedom. The case of the Kanonovich brothers cannot be allowed to happen again, and young communists across the globe will ensure it. <laughs>